Blog Talk Radio. Tom Brady as far as being the GOAT. 
And um, and then the second question was, will a loss to Patrick Mahomes affect Tom Brady's legacy? Okay, those were the two questions. So I'm going to say them again. If Patrick Mahomes loses, can he – I honestly think it's a stupid question, but it intrigued me, so we'll talk about it. Can he still at one day be the GOAT if he loses? And does this impact Tom Brady's legacy? So let's see. Who who of the three of you will give me the most outlandish response? Let's go to K-Star first. <laughs> hey man, my bona fide, my bona fide Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, like first of all, I don't think anyone expects hey, hey, me hey, wrong. K-Star. You know what though, K Star? Yeah, you 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 were right. You did hit that one kind of early. You you were right. Okay, good for you. I mean, when you're wrong all the time, it's nice to have that one that you were right about. And you were right. Oh, here we go. Patrick Mahomes. So, good. You were right. All right, go ahead. Uh, I don't think that uh, some expectation for Patrick Mahomes to unseat Tom Brady as the GOAT anyway. I mean, what kind of – that's like in year one of – I'm sorry, in in year three or four of LeBron's career, asking if he can do that for Michael. Um, I would say no. Tom did lose a couple of Super Bowls. But, you know, as far as realistic expectations, I, I don't think that's going to be a thing where Tom or when Patrick Mahomes wins, you know, like seven Super Bowls. Um, as far as the second question goes, uh, no, it doesn't impact it at all. You know, Tom Brady, the last one he won with New England, they beat, he was the last person to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs in the AFC Championship game in overtime. Um, and so he was a stepping stone, stepping stone to another Tom Brady championship. So I don't think it impacts it at all. This is all upside for Tom. Um, it really is just decorating the resume to even more absurd degree where it's unattainable, unreachable for anyone else. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it has any impact whatsoever on Tom and, and honestly not even for Patrick either. Okay. JB? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. I don't think uh, if Mahomes loses, it's going to impact his legacy because it's still being written. It's too soon to tell. He may, like K-Star said, go to seven Super Bowls. He may never sniff the Super Bowl ever again. We don't know. It's just too soon to tell. Um, as far as Brady goes, I don't think it's going to hurt his legacy either. I think, K-Star, I agree with you with what you said. Guy's already got, what, six Super Bowls, and he's on a team now that was his first year, COVID, new system, everything, takes him to the Super Bowl, and, and were to come up short, no, it's not going to impact it. I think – I think a lot of this is just media trying to find something to talk about. I don't think win or lose, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. Whoever loses, I don't think will have a negative impact on their legacy. One's already written, one's still being written. Okay. Dr. Train. Um, let, me, let me first say I think these are just two mutually exclusive careers but in the moment of Sunday there will be a three hour impact (laughs) and that's all we'll be focused on is Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady you gotta embrace the moment I see the bigger picture that people are trying to paint that bigger picture is mutually exclusive I mean come on the dude Tom Brady's at the tail end so you know one maybe two 
We'll see what he decides to do at the end of this game. Uh, other guy, you know what I'm saying, he's just getting started. But Sunday? Yes, yeah, Sunday is all about the impact of each other's careers. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of crazy. We want to think long term, but goddamn, can we just stay in the moment for a minute? Can we not try to – these guys didn't come in together. This is not Peyton Manning versus Tom, versus Tom Brady. No. They're mutually exclusive. But Sunday, in the moment, man, it's going to be these two versus each other. These two affect their careers. They, they've crossed paths before. They played each other even in this regular season. So in the moment, yes, all kind of impact. But after it's over, you know, shit. Uh, Patrick Mahomes could go on to read. I don't know. He could be in like – Ten more Super Bowls from today. We don't even know. So that's why it's completely mutually exclusive. And Tom Brady has already done the deal. Whether he wins it or not, the dude is a baller. You know what I'm saying? So that's the way I see it. It is in an eight. So, you know, I think it's going to matter how well they play more so than the win or the loss because Brady has already been there nine other times. And Mahomes has been there once, and there's a lot of feelings that, you know, you don't know, but, you know, back-to-back, you know, it's not not a stretch to think that he may sniff a couple of more of these, right? So, So I think it really boils down to is how they play. And if Tom Brady goes out there and lays an egg like he has been known to do, I'm not going to say it's going to taint his career because he's still planning on coming back and playing. So he has the opportunity to you know, erase that. He lost two times to Eli. And people still talk about that. All the detractors will bring up that he couldn't beat Eli. Then he loses to Nick Foles. The detractors will say he he can't beat the NFC East in the Super Bowl, right? He couldn't beat a backup quarterback. Like, like as great as he is, there is still the other – because you got to remember, there's this guy in the uh, that played in the NBA that everyone knows is the GOAT. That guy didn't lose in the finals. And those are series, right? It's not a one game, take off, and he never lost, right? He never even went to a game seven. He retired, went played baseball, came back and said, let me do this three more times, right? He was so great that his two-year hiatus or his two-year stint in Washington is all but forgotten because that's how great he was. I don't know that Brady has hit that level. That's all he's got left to hit, by the way. That's it. There's no other – there's nowhere else for him to go but to get to Jordan level. You know, the term Jordan-esque, like, that's what people say when you're, like, absolutely exceptional at something. They say, wow, that's, your, that's Jordan-esque. Or, you know, someone does, like, an insane move in the game, like, oh, that's Jordan. Like, that, that's like vocabulary now because Jordan is such an icon. He's still, like, 20 years after his retirement, the most popular basketball player in the world. So Brady is still chasing that sports icon, and if he plays shitty or he loses, 
I see that impact. If he wins, then he just took one more step into that sports immortality thing where he's going to be mentioned, and he should be mentioned in that category, frankly. But you lose, and it becomes, uh, you know, yep, you're six and four, right? Same thing they say about LeBron, who's phenomenal. I mean, talk about basketball today, but good God, what this guy's doing at 37 years old is unreal. I mean, 20 years in the league, or what, um, yeah, 19 years in the league, whatever. Like, just unreal. But Jordan is that. Jordan is every sports person. Like, that's the god of sports right there. That's the guy who did it at a level. His peak of eight, nine years, and let's understand a couple of those years he was playing baseball. But that is arguably the best, or really not, it's probably the best peak ever in sports. Like, no one in any sport has hit that peak. Brady is the only guy that might be able to say, hey, hold on now, hold my beer. So if he goes out and sinks it up on Sunday, that part of his legacy could get damaged. Is that really important or critical? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Not when you could still say I got six rings like Michael and I played nine times and now ten and maybe I'll have seven, maybe I'll have six. He, in my opinion, though, he's got to play well even in, in defeat. He can go out and have a – you know, I think of – and Jay will probably remember this game. There was a game – I, I want to go back and say probably 10 years ago, uh, maybe longer, because I believe it was actually in Texas Stadium and not in AT&T Stadium. So it might even be longer than 10 years ago. And it was Dallas against the Colts. And it was Tony Romo against Peyton Manning. And I think Romo took it as a personal, like, okay, this is one of the icons of the league. This is one of the, you know, this this guy is, you know, flagship face of the league and, you know, and I'm trying to get there, play out of my mind. And I'll tell you, Tony played, in my opinion, that was the best game of his career. Forget the lung punctured game. Forget that dude went, they went point for point. And we know how Indianapolis used to put up points back in the Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne days and Edgar and James and all of that. And Dallas went toe for toe. And the last drive that Dallas had to tie the game, Tony threw a pick. And it was a great pick by the linebacker. Great, great pick. But Tony threw a pick, and Dallas lost by, like, it was like, I'd have to look it up, but 42-35 or 49-42 or some insanely high score. And they were just, and they both threw for 500 yards, and they both threw, like, five touchdowns. It was just, like, an insane game. But Tony lost. And Tony never even sniffed the conference championship game. We all know Peyton Manning's career. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, this is a legacy game for both players, and they all they need to do is play well. They ain't got to win. Neither one of them has to win. But they got to play well. They got to show up. They got to play well. They, either one of them stink it up, it's going to hurt, especially Brady, only in, in the light of trying to be Jordan-esque and, and be – the god of sports. Mahomes still got a decade to, you know, forget that. So that's how I look at it. Um, I had another. I had another question, and I lost it. And it was a good one too. God damn it. Um, um, oh man, it was a good one. Y'all was gonna like this one. Okay. Well, maybe it'll come back to me. Um. Okay, 
so let, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about the game. And I want you guys, if you're put yourself in the position of being the coach of both teams, and there's one thing that you want to tell each team that they have to do to win, just one. Got to do this if you're going to have any chance to win this game. So pick one for each team while I'm trying to remember what the other question was because it was a good one and I should have wrote it down. Okay, uh, let's, start with, uh, let's start with Dr. Train. He had a lot of energy on that last one. That was good. He had a lot of energy, a lot of energy. I like that energy. Keep that same energy. I like that energy. Man, uh, dude, honestly, T, the, the answer to that question is, just, is really the same for both teams. <laughs> it's, okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, well, how can I say? Um, yeah, I, I, it's the same, but maybe a little twerk for for the uh, for the Kansas City team. I would say for for Kansas City, um, pressure Tom Brady. Just that's, that's, it's, to me, that's as simple as you get. The Super Bowls in which he lost was all about pressure on Tom Brady. The games that he hated losing, it was all about the pressure teams put on Tom Brady. Um, and and don't let your foot off the gas when you keep that pressure going. Uh, on the other side, um, Pat has a little bit more mobility, and the motherfucker can throw passes with his eyes closed and looking in one other direction. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more about um I think it's more about containment, but it's really a twofold containment. And I think uh Todd Bowles has his hands full because I would just say, Oh, just contain um your just contain Patrick Mahomes, but to me that's not to me it's the duo containment. It's the Patrick Mahomes Tyreek containment. Yes, all the other targets can get you, but that by far is the most dangerous weapon <laughs> in all of football. Mm. Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. I don't give a shit how the game is going. If them two get off, if they hook up, Todd Bowles, you are in trouble. So you have to figure out how to tame that connection. The other connections, they're a threat, but they are less of a threat than that connection. Okay. I'm done. Okay. JB. Now, if I'm Kansas City, uh, and, and basically, Train, you stole my thumb, but I'm going to be more specific. <laughs> as well. I, I agree. Pressure Brady, but it's pressure up the middle. Uh, nobody likes having pressure in their face, and Brady's no exception. So you got to get pressure up the middle uh, to have some form of success. If I'm Tampa Bay, it's really stopping Kansas City on third down. I think they have a chance to win if they can hold them under like 30, 33% third down conversions. Get them off the field, obviously, for reasons that you've stated, Train. They're dangerous when they're on offense. 
put your own offense to work. Let your offense be your best defense, too. So uh, if they can stop them on third down, give them a good shot to win. Okay, star. Yeah, so I think for what team of A first and foremost have to do, when they last played, Tyree Kale had like 200 yards in the first quarter. So if they could, you know, not let that happen again, that'd be good. And so basically they need to keep the, the offense in front of them. You know, they took a lot of risk versus Kansas City with lifting Patrick Mahomes. It did not fare well at all. Um, and, and so, you know, stopping that combination is of the utmost importance, keeping the offense in front of them, running, you know, um, man-unders and cover four, cover three defenses. Make Patrick Mahomes work down the field um, and a hopeful mistake that maybe one of the linebackers can punch out a ball as they've been very notorious in doing lately. They've been doing a great job with Devin White um, and making the linebackers make plays in the middle of the field. As far as Kansas City goes, yeah, I mean, it's, it's stopping – in my opinion, it's, it's holding the receivers down, Godwin and Evans, um, and getting pressure on Brady. You know, they have really good edge rushers anyway. Um, but I think they didn't really need to contain Chris Godwin in this game. Uh, Kansas City's been so good outside with outside cornerbacks. And um, I think uh, Honey Badger is going to come up big and um, probably do a lot of doubling on Chris Godwin because he seems to be like the guy that could probably beat them inside. So I would take away Godwin if I'm if I'm Kansas City, and if I'm Tampa, as I said earlier, um, I keep Tyreek Hill in front of him, in front of the team, and make um, Patrick Mahomes drive down the field. Okay. Um, Tampa Bay has to protect Tom Brady. That's it. Got to protect him. If he's going to have any chance, protect him. He's shown at 43. If you give him time, you got a shot. Um, Kansas City has to start fast. Can't fall behind. They got to start fast. Now, we all know they have the firepower to make up deficits, but this is Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not just going to sit there and go three and outs on you and give you more, give you all those possessions if he jumps up on you, um, you know, 21 to nothing, 21 to seven, 21 to 10. He's too good. He's too smart. And so they can't fall behind. As good as Kansas City is, as many of the weapons as they have, they still have to be on the field to actually score points. And if Brady gets up, then Brady is a master at slowing the game down, especially because he knows who's on the other side. He knows what they're capable of. But if you think back to games that we've seen, more when he was with New England and games against, Teams with firepower did. Yeah, I had the Belichick defense, which certainly didn't hurt anything. But, you know, Brady didn't have a lot of superstars like he's got now. And so he knew how to run the ball and extend the clock, and, you know. And so Kansas City's got to make sure they come out fast. Come out fast, hard, and play from a lead. And, and Tampa's got to protect Tom Brady. And then we may have one hell of a game on Sunday. One hell of a game. Okay. Let's talk about something different. Because I told y'all to be ready to talk about food. So now I want to hear about food. Any special <laughs> food plans? I'm waiting. Food. Oh, I don't man. care who goes first. I'll vote K-Star goes first. 
crazy kid. I knew that was coming. <laughs> hey, man. I am busting out. I am busting out the grill. I am making hamburgers and hot dogs. And that's fucking it. And if that's a problem with you, well, that's because you haven't had one of my burgers. And they're very good. And no one else tolerate any slander. We are busting out the grill this year. We're not just having Doritos and whatever the fuck I had last year. Man, the only thing that would have been first and last year would have said dog food. So you good. I just want I just want pictures. That's all. That's all, bro. Just send a picture, man. You on the grill, dog. Just send a picture. Just... That's it. That's it. We won't prove. Okay. <laughs> Hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill. Must be nice to be in Florida. I'm sitting over here looking out my window at a foot of snow. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. Fucking the three warm weather people, and I got a foot of snow. I hate all y'all. Fuck you. Okay. Um. <laughs> I've been a get get rid of that snow on the deck and fire the grill up. Man, listen, I have the grill on the lower end of the deck that doesn't get snow. So, <laughs> so you know me, I will grill all year round. Uh, me and I, Lena and I still have to figure out what we're doing as far as food goes. So that's why I wanted to hear what you guys are doing, hamburgers and hot dogs. I mean, for K-Star, I'll take it. For anybody else, I'll be like, is it? But for K-Star, that's, that's, like, <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's a spread for Super Bowl. So we progress, let him bro. Get away with that. We're making, we're making that progress, progress here. Leveling up. Leveling yeah, up. That is, that is progress. That's, That's it, bro. Okay. Um, JB. By the way, JB, how you doing, bro? How's everything? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm tired and busy. Good, good, good. good. Okay. Okay. Twinkie, Twinkie flavored coffee. You saw that, right? Yeah, buddy, boy, put a smile on my face. Made me think about a, mm-hmm. a, a certain individual that would eat right by the sink with the legs crossed over him. Yep, yep, yep. I, I I had to get it. I had to buy it. I was looking at the coffee, and I saw that, and I had to dig a double take. And I'm like, Twinkie flavored coffee? Okay. That ain't a sign yep. from heaven. I don't know what it is. I'm buying me some Twinkie flavored so, coffee. All right. I, I had to. Sorry, guys. I had my, my mug of coffee. I had to kind of, you know. Dap the phone up. There you go. All right. Sorry, guys. I had to have a moment with my bra. All right, JB. What's for uh, What's for Super Bowl? Well, for the Super Bowl, I know Wifey's going to do some sides and, and probably have some liquor, too. But your boy is getting on the grill. I'm busting out the homemade rub. I'm busting out the homemade sauce. And I picked up three racks baby backs and I've got some chicken um, some leg quarters thighs and oh man it's going to be on it's going to be slathered in the rub and the sauce I can't wait you thought that photo that you saw on Facebook was something mm, you ain't seen nothing yet well I can't wait okay are we still talking about food <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> this man just like pelvis thrust the phone, bro. Right. <laughs> oh, the bone is beyond. Oh, that, the bone is beyond. That was a good one. Awesome. Um, okay. Um, 
So that's two grill of Dr. Trey. Man, uh, so I am for sure breaking out the grill. Um, specifically, I probably end up doing, I'm, uh, I believe I end up doing some uh, kebabs, going to have some shrimp, some chicken. I'll probably try to find some beef to throw on there with some um, cut up peppers, veggies, onions. And then uh, I know for sure I'm doing some bacon wrapped shrimp. The bacon was two ninety nine this past weekend, so I, I, I you know, I, I loaded up. Shit, I might go again. Fuck, I need to go tonight before they go off sale. Uh, then the other thing I'm thinking about, man, I've been craving some fried fish for like a month, so I might fry some fish too. Hmm, okay. Interesting. So we don't know yet. She just texted me because she is listening that she's making chili um, because she wants chili. And I said, okay, but she's going to make a small portion because I'm I'm not, I don't want a lot of chili. Um, Y'all tailgating outside or something? uh, (laughs) No. Did I just got just got like like dude just shoveled me out this morning, okay? Um Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of snow. Um yeah, I I don't know what we're gonna do. We we you know, I was gonna actually to be honest with you, I had sent her the link to Gold Belly, which is a gourmet food website and app. And they have food from like different places around the country that you can order from, like authentic stuff. And and those companies will ship it to you, and you get it in a few days. And you know, like if you want a pat Philly steak and cheese, you can get a pat. So now you got to make it, but they give you the ingredients, they give you the instructions, and you can make a pat Philly steak and cheese. So that type of stuff. Um, and we saw a few things on there that we kind of liked because I was kind of thinking, you know. Like they have, um, you know, barbecue food from St. Louis and different places that are well known for their barbecue. And I was kind of looking at that and I was just kind of looking at like the easier way out, but it's probably going to be, I mean, the the chili and then, you know, there's going to be some wings. I mean, there's got to be wings somewhere in here. There'll be some chicken wings. Okay. Um, And she makes some very good deviled eggs, although I made some for uh New Year's that were pretty damn good. So I might have some deviled eggs and uh, maybe some shrimp. We love shrimp cocktail, you know, nice big fat jumbo shrimps, you know. Um, that's about as far as I've gotten. Those are just kind of the ideas that were floating around. Um, one of the places actually had a big sushi thing. We love sushi, and they would send you, like, the stuff from the, some famous sushi restaurant. They would send you all the ingredients, and then, you you know, and then you, you make the sushi, but – then she said, "Well, do you want do you want sushi? Because we both love sushi, so there might be some sushi in this Super Bowl as well. I'm not sure yet, but so in other words, all of that I'm saying is we still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know, but um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think that's the the beauty of things like New Year's Eve and the Super Bowl and you know big events. You get to you get to okay, food is such an important part of that." You know, it's it's such an important. I I actually got to talk to a program up in Boston that is a uh, it's called Future Chef, and they actually train young adults on you know how to be a chef, and and 
you know, they talked about the cultural impact of that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I said, I don't know a, a culture out there that food. I mean, you talk about Hispanics, you talk about African-Americans, you talk about Europeans, right? I mean, every culture, food is love, you know, you show love through food, you know? And so it be, it becomes really important when you have these big celebrations, like, what are you going to eat? <laughs> what are you going to yeah. have? Because you're really yeah. showing love, you know? That's a, my wife hates it when I get on her in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? She, she cooks better when I'm not in there. She's not my best yep. chef. Cause I'd be all over like, you know, dude, she's like, well, just, just let me do me. Like, you know what? I got to leave because I can't, <laughs> I got yeah, to nah. not be in here when you cook. <laughs> yeah. Nah, 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 nah. I, yeah, nah, I, I, yeah. If you cooking, you cooking. If I'm cooking, I'm cooking. It's, it's a cook yeah. together thing. It don't work too well. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, um, okay. All right, cool. All right. Um, predictions okay we didn't do them last week um let's let's get to predictions and you know so i want your prediction and then whatever color you want to give to the prediction i mean let's you know we don't have to just say kansas city or tampa bay or you know um um i i i, I do remember what the other question was but eh, i decided i just was going to ask about the fact that tom went to another super bowl and patriots are home and kind of what you think but you know what who cares patriots are out. i'm not talking about the patriots you know, who cares? Um, Tom's there, and he deserves our shine, so screw that question. All right, so um, let's see. Let's start with JB. Uh, JB has been called by Dr. Train. Uh, Dr. Train named him the voice of reason. Still don't know where he got that voice of reason from, but I'll, I'll work with that. I'll, I'll work with that. Remember, I've known, known the brother his whole life. I don't know the brother voice of reason. I don't know about that, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm okay. I'm going to work with the voice. I'm going to work with that. So, JB, voice of reason, who do you have and why? I'm just fine with the voice of reason. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Kansas City, 28 to 24, um, coming from behind at the very end. I think Mahomes is going to find some late-day heroics. They'll be down 24-21 and figure out a way to uh, get on top before the um, before strike zero. I'm going to take Kansas City by that score. I'm actually going to write these down. Let's see who. Um, let's see. Um, JB. K. C. What, what did you say? 28-24? What did you say? 24-20? Yep, that's right. 24-24. Okay. 28-24. Okay. Thank you. Huh? Yeah, twenty-eight, twenty-four. Twenty-eight, twenty-four. KC. Okay. All right. Um, K Star. It's gonna be an entertaining game. Um, I think that Tampa wins the game by the score of thirty-four, thirty-one. I think it'll be higher scoring, and really the the thing with the Chiefs is they have no running game whatsoever. Um. You know, and the Tampa Bay defense is front seven is pretty ferocious and been playing much better the second half of the year. On the flip side, the weakness of the Kansas City Chiefs defense is in the middle of it and in the run game. And I think Tampa Bay has the ingredients to conjure up an upset 
uh, because of it. They've got the weapons um, inside to beat linebackers and safeties inside. And um, I don't think that the, the the Chiefs are going to withstand the Bucks pass rush because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the Chiefs have their two starting offensive tackles out for this game. So Patrick Mahomes is going to have all day to extend the ball on the field and throw it to Tyreek Hill. Um, he's going to be facing a lot of pressure. And I like Tampa Bay to make more plays than uh, Kansas City and get the upset win. Okay, Dr. Train. Um, I don't know why you call it an upset. I don't see one team so much better than the other to be the upset, but, you know. It's your choice. Your choice of words. One's a one seed. One was a one seed. One was a wild card. I mean, I guess it's, if you want to call it upset, I don't know how people are looking at it right now. But I know the Chiefs are favored by I think three and a half. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, <clears throat> I think the biggest matchup is uh, Eric Bieniemy versus Ty Bowles. Uh, in this in this in this particular in this particular game. Um. I, I'm. Literally, as you're asking us who who we want to pick, I'm I'm partly still on the fence, but I'm I'm just gonna go in a direction. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna go in a direction of Kansas City, and just like I stole uh, little big brother Jay's thunder earlier, he literally th- stole the same thing I had in my mind as a prediction of how this game would would end. I feel like it's going to end with the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand, needing to get down the field. Eric Bieniemy versus Todd Bowles to score a touchdown and not a field goal. However, I will say it'll it will be a four point lead where they only need where they need a touchdown in order to win. And I'm looking at the line of hmm um thirty one to twenty eight. Uh, to get for 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 Kansas City to get this W. Okay. Very interesting that um you guys ball three or four points and we got two KCs and we've got one Tampa Bay. Um you know, Todd Bowles was secondary coach for the Cowboys and we knew um when he was our secondary coach, that he was going to be a great um, defensive coordinator. Like we just, just, just knew it. And we already know what Eric Bieniemy's um, influence has been on the Chiefs. No matter how much credit they try to take away from him, we 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 know what he's accomplished. So that is going to be one hell of a matchup. And as much as I want to give my cowboy former coach some love, um, you know, I, I I've got to. I've got to go ahead with Kansas City. Um, and Kansas City has a former Cowboy. Hitchens, their linebacker, played uh, – he was drafted by the Cowboys and played uh, his first four years or so with Dallas. And uh, it's just, you know, just something where you have this amount of money and this number of players and <laughs> you can't sign everybody. So, um, I – here's my struggle in this game. You know, Tom Brady – played um, Drew Brees, I just knew the Saints was going to win. All right. I, 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 there was no real worries about the Redskins, okay? I mean, the Washington football team. 
they went and played three games on the road. First, Washington. That was predictable. Beat the Saints. That was not predictable. Beat the Packers. That was not predictable. Is it shocking? No, because it's Tom Brady. But it wasn't predictable. I knew that New Orleans, New Orleans was going to win. I mean, they beat them twice in a regular season. I, I don't believe, nor do the facts or the stats show that three times in one season is actually is hard, like people say. That's actually not true. The better team generally wins when they play three times in a season. So, um, But that damn Tom Brady went into New Orleans and outplayed a Drew Brees that, you know, I mean, he's been injured, so we know why, but, hey, he still did it. Then he went to Green Bay and had enough to beat. And I, like I said, if I knew he was going to lose to New Orleans, I just knew he was going to lose to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He won that one, too. Now they go home and host the Super Bowl for the first time in the history of the NFL. They are hosting a Super Bowl. It is hard. And I'm picking Kansas City. There's no, no, but man, I, I feel like I bet against this guy. I said that he was done. He, I, I, all this stuff that I said, and no, I was not trying to be Max Kellerman. Max had his prediction about the cliffs and all that. I just told y'all what I saw. I don't steal from nobody. I don't borrow from anybody. I told you what I saw. I just happened to kind of agree with Max, but I told you what I saw. I saw a guy that looked like he was on a decline, and that's what I saw. And this year, I didn't, can't really say I saw that. I saw a guy that played really good football. Did he play MVP level? No. But did he play good football? Yeah. And is the guy, like, smart as anything when it comes to this game? Patrick Mahomes, even though he'll say, I read defense is so much better now than I did a year ago. Tell me Tom Brady, bruh. Like, you, you may one day be better than him and be more accomplished than him, and you may have that career, and but you're not today. You're not. But yet, I got to go with I got to go with them. He's not Tom Brady, but he's good enough, and the team is just, to me, better. The Chiefs are just better. And Andy Reid has proved this year to be a good coach. I stick by what I said about his years in Philly overrated, but he has proven to be a good coach. John, no, I don't particularly care for Bruce Arians now. You know, he ain't someone that has earned my respect just yet. He's smart enough to go get Tom Brady, so I guess I'll give him that feather in his cap. Smart enough to go ahead and get Gronkowski. Smart enough to go and get Antonio Brown. Well, I'm not sure if he's playing Sunday or not, but, you know, he's smart enough to make those moves, but I'm not a fan. But Brady, it's hard to bet against Brady. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I just think they're the better team. And Patrick Mahomes' father was a major league baseball player. Like, he's, there's not going to be, he grew up in all of this. So there's not going to be, and he did this last year. But now it's even bigger because it's Brady. But it's okay. He, he's not going to, it's not going to be too big for him. So I, 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 I got to go with Kansas City. And I'm actually going to go a little higher. I think there's going to be a lot of offense. Um, you know, weather's not going to be an issue, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go 38-28. Um, and and even though I have a 10-point lead, I don't 
10-point spread, I think it's going to be like a late meaningless touchdown. You know, I think it's going to be one of those. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're going to like a dominate or anything. I just think that they're going to they're going to be in position to just, you know, have a lead and, you know, um, you know, Tampa's going to come back and make it three points, and, you know, get up to 14 and then, you know, they'll do a two point conversion. And it's going to be one of those crazy kind of games. And just when Kansas city is trying to like take off, here comes Tampa, here comes Tom. Cause that's what Tom does. That's what he does. You never count him out. You just, you just don't. So I got 38, 28. Um, I don't have anything else really. Um, all right. Well, you know what? Do we, do we want to talk about Stafford or do we want to wait until next week? Yeah, if you guys want to talk about Stafford, we can talk about Stafford before we get out of here. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good thing to, to end on. Okay. Yeah, we can look at Who next wants week to go first? Right, I'll go first uh, because I brought it up and we're doing it now. I'll, I'll bring it up. Yeah, I'll cover it. Um, so, obviously, the Rams and Lions made the trade. Stafford for golf and two first-round picks. Um, the Lions obtained, and the Rams gave up. So, first and foremost, I, as far as who won the trade, obviously, it's too early to tell, but I'll say that the Lions got a massive haul. They got a huge, huge haul. I mean, getting two first-round picks for an aging quarterback is always absolute money. You have golf, who I don't think is a massive downgrade, but certainly a downgrade. Um, you know, but I love it for both teams because you have the Lions wanting to rebuild and you have the Rams trying to win now. And the Rams do not value first-round picks, and I think that's kind of an interesting philosophy. You know, it's worked out for them. They won four of the last five years, their division. Um, and they are trying to find ways to upgrade their team through trading away assets they don't find as valuable as really good players in, in former first-round picks. So I think it's a win for both teams. Um, the one notation I'll make is that the Rams were able to unload Jared Goff's contract, which um, is huge for them. And I think both teams will ultimately be better for it. Um, short-term Rams, longer-term Lions, if they hit those picks. And um, I think it's one of those rare win-win trades. I'm sure uh, someone here disagrees with that. Um. I'll hop in there. You know what I'm saying? Double Dutch. <laughs> never never did it. I, I thought I would always get smacked by the rope. It was too dangerous. Uh, so, I'm, I'm going to steal T's favorite phrase, one of his favorite phrases off this show. And uh, Coaching matters. So, as much as the Rams uh, made this move, and it is hard to tell who who wins the trade right now, um, the Rams, of course, did it because they feel like they are literally a quarterback away from being Super Bowl champs. But uh, my concern with the move is that your D.C. just left and went to be head coach of another team. And the defense that he orchestrated was freaking ridiculous. Uh, the year before, that was not your D.C., he was your DC for one year, and now he's gone. Now you've made a trade for uh, to bring in a quarterback, and that's with the expectation that your defense is going to be uh, of the same same position as it was this season. I question that to see what it looks like on the field, especially when you start 
losing uh, when you lose really good coordinators like that. And of course, they got aspirations to be head coaches, so it so it happens. I mean, hell, we lost Vic Fangio, and we saw what that did to our defense. Yeah. Um. So for for Detroit, I mean, they're in a rebuild stage. So I think initially, it's a it's a win for Detroit, regardless. I mean, they're 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 in a complete rebuild, and now they got draft capital to do it. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't, I I doubt they're fully sold on golf themselves, but we'll see, we'll see. They're not they're not in any pressure to answer answer their quarterback situation this season. Both uh, GM head coach got hired six years, so they have a, they have a window. So it was a very good move. Uh, for Detroit, uh, for the Rams, it's like pushing all your chips in the middle of the table. And um, if it don't work out, man, that would suck. Okay. JB? Yeah, this is this is an interesting one, uh, and it happened really fast, too. Lions and, and Stafford agreed to part ways, and I think before you could sneeze, the deal was done. I was like, wow, that was fast. Um. I want to first talk about Kesa. I know you said they gave up a load, but from I think what we've heard already is that in order to take on God's contract, they had to offer up that first round. So it's it's not as huge as as it may seem because of that that swap there, kind of neutralizing each other. But I do think uh, with what Train said, yeah, they're putting their their chips in the middle. They've got over a hundred million dollars tied against uh, uh, among six people, if I'm not mistaken. So they're definitely in win win mode now, and um, I know T, you, you you are not a Stafford fan, much maligned, and 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 at, at some points I, I see your point, but um, this team might be a quarterback away, and I think it is an upgrade over golf because of his inconsistency. Getting rid of that contract also helps, and you know the lines, it's ownership down, and I'm not sure how much confidence anybody can have, being that they haven't been to the the playoffs since what, 91 or something, haven't won a playoff game since then or something like that. Um, Hopefully they'll be able to make good use of these picks because they've got a treasure trove and a relatively young quarterback who can also be a a trade chip down the road, maybe more sooner than later. So on on paper, short term, it looks good for both, but obviously we'll we'll see what the long-term ramifications are. Mm. Okay. Um, Care. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> There's my thoughts. Who fucking cares? Like, uh, I want to hear what happened to Deshaun Watson and where is he going? That's what I want to hear about. I want to hear is the Cowboys going to sign Dak or is he going to get a franchise tag or is he going to play hardball and maybe not play? Jared Goff played good enough to make it to a Super Bowl and has done absolutely nothing since. Matthew Stafford has a lot of stats and no playoff wins. Who cares? Do something. Goff made a Super Bowl and then that's that. And your team, your team, your team liked you so much for leading them to the Super Bowl. They traded you. So that shows what they thought of him after they gave him all that money. Okay, shows what they thought of him. And Detroit, I mean, we already saw Calvin Johnson leave because Detroit sucked. 
we saw Barry Sanders, let's go even farther back, leave because Detroit sucked. So um, now they're going to send Jared Goff over there, and Detroit's going to suck. And, you know, let's see. I mean, Matthew Stafford's going to go to L.A., and, you know, could could a reasonable football fan say that, and I heard the odds went up, and now for the NFC, they're like the third number three team behind, I think, uh, uh, um, is it New Orleans and Tampa? Or I don't remember who, or maybe it was Green Bay and New Orleans or Green Bay and Tampa, or I don't remember. But they're, they're third as far as, like, you know, odds of making it to the Super Bowl next year now with, under Matthew Stafford, which is great on paper. And he's got statistics, but he can't, he ain't got no win. He ain't winning the playoff games and the big games. So, yeah, you know, okay. I mean, all right. I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. But is this, you know, like, are we chomping at the bit to see? I was more excited when Cam got signed by the Patriots. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, Cam's going to the Patriots playing for Belichick? I want to see where Cam ends up. Does Cam end up a starter on a team? Is he going to be a backup? Like, there's so many, to me, more interesting storylines. Until these guys show me something, we're taking two quarterbacks that in recent times have shown us nothing, Kurt. And I, I get it, you know, all right. But still, he ain't showing me nothing. So show me something and I'll care. Give me a reason to care. Go do something that's noteworthy. Get my attention. Get our attention. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Anything well, else, gentlemen? Way to make what way to make me feel like an asshole for bringing that up? Wow. Oh no, it's news. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's kind of cool. I made you feel like an asshole. <laughs> Shit, that was like a that was like a bonus. I wasn't even trying, so that was actually pretty good. Um, but no, uh, uh, yeah, no, but seriously, it's news. It's it's a big trade. It's news. It's worth discussing. I'm just saying, for me as a football fan, is it news with that big contract that Golf had and Matthew Stafford, one of the you know they considered to have one of the better arms in the game, and them flopping teams? Oh, it's news. It's absolutely news. So. No, you you were you're an asshole, but not for bringing that up. You're an asshole for other reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it, it was something worth discussing, and I'm just sitting here like, okay, that's cool, but is Dallas gonna sign Dak? And you know, and where's the Sean? Like to me, those are right now the two top quarterback stories. And then you know, I think I think close is. You know, the Aaron Rodgers situation, is that going to work itself out? It looks like it might, but you still want to follow that. And the same thing with Ben. I mean, Ben, you know, K-Star knows, right? The Rooney family came out and said, we want him back, um, but not at $41 million. (laughs) And Ben said something to the effect of it ain't about the money. So I guess they're trying to work through all of that to see if they come up with something that works. Okay. You know, cool. Um, are there any other, before we go, let me ask you guys this. And I've mentioned, we obviously talk about the trade. Okay, good. I mentioned Dak, I mentioned Deshaun Watson, I mentioned Ben, and I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. I mentioned those four quarterbacks. Are there any other quarterbacks we should be watching in the off season? And let's not include Tom Brady yet, because he said in an interview like yesterday or today that he wants to play a few more years. Um, 
you know, obviously, depending on what happens on Sunday, there's always going to be the question of will he retire after the Super Bowl? You know, if he wins, he got number seven. Is there anything left to prove? Will he retire? If he loses, oh, my God, if he's like, shit, maybe he should just retire. So that's going to happen no matter what. So we'll put Tom Brady aside. Is there any other quarterback storylines that we should be watching? So I got I got three I got three right off the you know right off right off the dome. Uh, I would say uh, Eagles who's starting. You know, apparently their head coach comes to press conferences with uh, looking like he just came out the gym. Whoo, <laughs> special guy. Uh, then uh, Patriots, uh, what's going to be their solution? Uh, a draft cam or somebody already on the roster and hey. My beloved Bears, like, True. please don't let us start your season and close the quarterback. So those those three that I think of, they're situations, but not necessarily, yeah. you know, quarterbacks themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are. That's why I asked because I knew there were more. Um, yeah, Eagles, absolutely. With uh, uh, Peterson getting fired and looking like they might want to keep Wentz, and you know what's going to happen there, and um, uh, obviously the Bears, um, you know. Trubisky are probably going in another direction, and then uh, Patriots. We we pretty much seems a safe bet that Cam will not be re-signed. So then they're gonna go draft somebody, or are they gonna try to? You know, yeah, those are three three more. So they, you know, so that so now that's like we're up to. I had four trainers, so that's seven quarterbacks that we've got to watch in the off season or quarterback situations. Um, are I got there one any others that we're missing. One more. I got one more. Yeah. Um, San Francisco. I know everybody is uh they they right now they they are at a point where yeah I think Jimmy is still under contract but th- there's no they don't take a big hit from moving on past him and uh, the injury history is uh is is a cause for concern for San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. I I got I got another one. Uh, the Colts. Rivers retired. Oof. Are they going to give yeah. it to Brissett, or are they going to do something else? And he's so, a free agent on top of that. All right, there you go. Um, okay. It's a lot of quarterback stuff, which I love. I it love is. when it's quarterback oh, issues. I love that <laughs> that's just like that's just like butter right there. That's oh my god. Um, even though this last trade, who cares? But other than that, I love that quarterback stuff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know what else is interesting too is everybody keeps talking about Tua being moved, um, especially with Deshaun Jackson wanting out. I wonder how sold they are on Tua. It doesn't sound as sold as everyone thought. So about Miami? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another good one. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, both guys uh, about that one. Took my house to say Saint. You snatched that, or or I'm not saying I was going to say. Um, 49ers, you snatched that one. I was going to say Colts, you snatched that one too, so that's all I got left. Yeah, okay. And so we don't know about Tua, right, and Miami's commitment. How about um, the Jets and Darnold and the Jets having a high draft pick? Right. Are they going to stick with Donald or are they going to try to get someone out of the draft? Right. There's another one. So we're getting close to like half the teams in NFL having quarterback challenges. 
I mean, yeah. Colin Kaepernick. We about to... And Colin Kaepernick still can't get a job. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm... Oh. Um, five quarterbacks supposed to be taken in the first half of the round right now. Right. Combined with movement, too, that we're seeing already inside the league, never mind the draft. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun this offseason. All I know is I want Dak Prescott as our starting quarterback this coming season. I don't care if you I don't care how you make it happen. He would be crazy not to report if they signed if they did another um tag. He'd be crazy because I mean Kirk Cousins did it, right? And you know, I, I think I heard somewhere that over the last five years the highest paid player, actual salary paid player in the NFL is Kirk Cousins over the last five years. I'll get the full, so, full fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract, every last bit of it. Well, and before that, he had the, he had the two years of franchise tag. Right. So, you know, so he he was, you know, Darrell Revis was like, hey, I managed, you know, Darrell Revis was on them one-year contracts, right, maxing out them dollars. Played for like four different teams, but he was getting looped. Um, if I'm Dak, y'all don't want to sign me? Okay. You know what? But see, here's the problem, and then I'm going to move on from the Cowboys because it ain't about them. But if they sign him to a franchise tag, if I'm Dak, I play out the year, I give you everything I got, and I'm out of here. Because you've had years to get a deal done with me. And if you can't show me love, get me signed to a long-term deal that, you know, makes you happy and makes me happy. I, if I'm back, I'm out. Simple as that. Um, and it needs to be. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a um, exclusive tra- franchise tag versus non-exclusive. Yeah, it better be for their sake. It better yes. be. <laughs> yeah, it better be. Because <laughs> that non-exclusive, for what it costs, it's nothing to get that. <laughs> it's right. nothing fourteen right. to, to get them. Um, okay, so we got to watch quarterbacks in off season, and um, yeah, it's going to okay. be for a juicy off season. Oh gosh, man! I'll tell you, I have to admit, must be crazy. That man. There was a time that the off season seemed like it was for, and I really didn't pay much attention to all the stuff that went on, and I and I think doing the show has really focused me to kind of pay a lot more attention all year round. And I've really become an off season junkie. Like I love all of it. I love the, you know, free agency, the draft, the signing period, like all of that, all that. I just be eating it up. And then the next thing you know, it's like, Oh, it's training camp time. It's June. It's July. Like, Oh shoot. We back right back in the football again. It seems like it just comes before we blink. We'll be right back into the next season. So, um, can't wait. Can't wait. Look forward to it. Um, all right. Good enough. Our show. Anyone listening, I hope you enjoyed it. We added, gave you a little extra because we finished the Super Bowl talk um, early. So, uh, final thoughts. Let's start with K-Star. Final thoughts. All right, man. It's the Super Bowl. Looking forward to watching the game and um, hoping it's a great one. I think it will be. Okay. Dr. Train. Ditto that, man. You know, 
Gosh, me and my wife, it's, 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 it's the second Super Bowl in 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 our new house, and um, we're not entertaining anybody this year. And I so want to cook, so I'm a cook. Just can't have nobody over to eat this shit. <laughs> you know, I'm glad my mom's is here. You know, so at least we got a third person to chow down on some of this food, man. But I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta cook. I got that bug in me. Um, the other thing is, uh, it's Black History Month, man. You guys, I was on the NFL.com site today, and um, you guys get the opportunity go on there. They got some uh, some uh, Black History like short videos, but one that was almost an hour long. I really didn't know about Fitz. Uh, Fitz, Fritz, Fritz Pollard. I, I really did not know about this dude and his his impact um, as the first African American football player and head coach. Uh, so check it out, fifty one minutes and some seconds. I thought it was really good. And so next week, as we wrap up okay. the Super Bowl, I, I'll have some. Uh, I'll have some tidbits. I have some Black History tidbits. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'll have some stuff that, that we'll, okay. we'll we'll put out there. So I like it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, JV. Well, like everybody said, this is it. This is what we've all been waiting for, and this is what the players dream about. So looking forward to a great game and a game within a game. Looking forward to that grill too. I ain't gonna lie, getting on there and and trying some new things. So. Hopefully everybody's safe and uh, just enjoys the game, and it's um, a competitive one, one worth watching. So uh, that'll be good. Okay. Uh, all this grill talk, and I, I may have to talk to Lena about maybe we, maybe I just have to get some stuff on the grill. We'll see. Um, you guys are getting me, you know. <laughs> if you do, fired up about please, the grill. please send me a picture of you out in the cold grill, and I want to see it. Hey, let me tell you something. I grill all year round anyway. Don't I, JP? For so, We both get yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I grill all year round. I don't let any. If I want a steak on the grill, I don't give a damn what the weather is. If the grill lights up, I'm cooking a steak. Don't care. Okay. Hey, that's, that's right. That's I'm the number one criteria. That's how we roll. Exactly. Oh, if you can light the grill, then that's it. If the grill is lit, that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, I like the Black History Month thing. Um, I would, I would, I would. On the note of, it's not football related, but just, just if people are curious, look up uh, Black Wall Street. It's um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's an amazing mm-hmm. piece of of history. Mm-hmm. Um. That honestly, I recently, when I say recently, within the last couple of years, learned about. Um, yeah. So it's 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 you know and and just just as an aside, I mean, we call it Black History because you know for people that don't understand, um, it's not taught in schools. Okay, it, it never yeah. was taught in schools. You know, like I went to college not even knowing anything about HBCUs. Never even knew they existed. I knew I learned when I went to college that they existed, but before I went to college, I had no idea. It just these yeah. things aren't aren't taught to us, and yet it is part of American history. You know, it's you know it's it's part of this country's history, yet it's omitted. It's not discussed, and so you know, thankfully there is a month dedicated to it, 
because it's everybody's history. So uh, I really, 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 really want to thank Train for mentioning that. And while he mentioned it in a, in a, in a football context, which is awesome, I'm just going to say, hey, you know, and I thought about every month, every year I think about for the 28 days of February putting one fact a month, a day on Facebook. But I'm not going to do that. I may put a few out there just to get people thinking, but I'm not going to do the one a day. Cause, eh. um, but I appreciate that, and I would love to, you know, spend a few minutes on that next next week. I think that would – that would be awesome to do after we talk Super Bowl and talk about how Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes won again, and you know all that good stuff. So, um, <laughs> like I look better. <laughs> um, okay. Did y'all did any did y'all see? Uh, probably not because it, it was. Uh, I got the bootleg, but American Skin, Spike Lee movie. I want to see that. I saw the I saw the preview, but I did not see. I want to see that. I, I, you want I to asked, see that? No, I have not seen it. I want to see it. I have yeah, not seen you, it. I just saw the preview. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should see this movie. Everybody. Political party you support. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what country you live in. Spike Lee nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. And let me be clear. So what's, the name again? Sorry, what's, the, what's the name? American Skin. American Skin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everyone should see it because Spike Lee did a masterful job at looking at this through multiple lenses. Masterful job. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. No matter what side of the discussion you sit on, no matter what belief you have, this movie doesn't. Uh, just an incredible job in under two hours of here. Okay, let let's show let's show this to you now, and through multiple eyes. It's not just let me be clear. It's not just through a black person's eyes. This is through multiple lenses. That's what's brilliant about this movie is the the theme is discussed through multiple lenses and done brilliantly. Like might be Spike Lee's best movie, and I've seen all his movies. Although I didn't see, I think he did one about the. Uh, did he do those Chirac, the one about the crime in Chicago? And I think he called it Chirac. Was that? I, I don't believe he did. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I and I have it. Sure. I just never got to watch it because I just wasn't in the frame of mind. I knew I was going to get angry, <laughs> so I didn't watch it. But I, that that might be the only movie he did that I haven't seen. Every other one of his movies I've seen. I love Malcolm X and. Obviously, do the right thing was just on another level as well, as far as delivering a message. And um, but this one here, instant classic. Highly recommend everybody see American Skin. Go to the theater, get the bootleg. I don't know, it might be streaming somewhere by now, or I don't know. However, you can get it, put it on your list, and uh, you'll thank me later. You'll be like, "Wow, that was a movie." So, um, all right. Well, on that note, let's get on out of here. Hey, everybody, hey, first of all, guys, thank you. Um, I really appreciate I really, I'm really liking jumping right in. I, you know, I like my little opening monologue, but I, I think I like it more when we can just jump right in and, and kind of get going. I really, I really appreciate that even better. So thank you guys uh, for allowing me to do that. And, um, you know, we're here. You know, we, we've been doing this show for a number of years. 
and it, it feels like every year we say the same thing, like, you know, all season, you know, we're almost, man, look at that month already went by. It's, it's October already, and then we're, like, halfway through, and then it's, like, December, and then it's, oh, my God, the playoffs here. And now here we are, the last game of the season. And probably if you had to ask yourself for a dream matchup, you know, this is it. This is this is a great matchup. Should be a great game. I hope everybody enjoys it because this is the last football game of this season, Super Bowl Fifty Five. And as we always say here on the Madden Voice, this is definitely the biggest feud of the year. And where's it gonna be settled? On the field. We'll be back next Tuesday for a full game review. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your eat. I want to see pictures, K Star. I want pictures. Okay, I want pictures. That's just a picture. Of weenies. <laughs> yes. Pictures of the weenies. <laughs> and if I drill and if I grill and there's snow around, I'll send pictures. I'll be y'all will see my grill and y'all see the snow and the snowman grilling in the snow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your weeks and we'll be back here next Tuesday night. Um, same bat time, same bat channel. Good night, everybody.